Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Cool, cool, no, good trap, sons and traps. Trap, sons and trap, don't some trap. Of course he's here. He's like a genius when it comes to 20 years old. Probably has like a whole battlefield. So the difference when you have someone like Don Fry who's 94 and you get like a savage like me and Chase up in here. Boom. Instant. Chase was here like yesterday. He was already here. <laughs> yeah. Can you guys hear me? I can hear yep. you. Nice. Welcome to our brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. We've got a stacked show today. Uh, uh, waiting for Mayhem to join us. We've got the Phenom, 20-year-old undefeated fighter. Chase Hooper is here, as well as Ween Dog. Uh, What's up, my brother? I don't even know if you left your house yesterday, or left your room. I feel no. like you haven't. Chase, man, how are you doing with the whole quarantine? Talk to me. I'm uh, losing my li- mind a little bit, but, uh, you know, the time off is good, I guess. Um, I've never taken this much time off in the entire, like, 12 years that I've been training. So it kind of sucks in that aspect. But, um, you know, it's kind of good to let my body heal, I guess. I'm just kind of chilling right now. This is my daughter, by the way. She's too old for you. So just, just, <laughs> you know, um, now, 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 Chase, you're, uh, do you live at home with your parents? Uh, no, I actually have my own house. You have your own it's house? Not a, sort of. It's not a nice house, but it's, uh, you know. You bought your own house at 20 years old? Sort of, but I, like, rent it. It's weird. It's a weird scenario. Where like, do you I live? Uh, I live in Enumclaw. It's a little, like, farming town. It's pretty okay. small. Yeah, I actually met your coach, uh, Jeff, came to my comedy show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, super nice guy. Very, like, he's one of those guys that, like, he likes you, but... Doesn't let you know that he likes you. He's got a for sure. I, I was like, this guy, he fucking hates me. And then he wrote me like, the nicest text. Like, I had a great time. I'm like, really? Because I thought you wanted to, like, murder me. Uh, so, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's definitely like that sometimes. And we're talking about Jeff Howland, by the way, who, uh, another UFC vet. And he's sort of like, he's sort of your guy, right? I mean, a lot of people have, like, striking coaches and jiu-jitsu coaches and this coaches. He's kind of all on one for you? Yeah, uh, I've been training with him since day one, and uh, like he does all my management stuff too. He talks to the UFC for me and all that. Um, so he does kind of everything in all at once. And uh, you know, as far as the striking stuff and like the jujitsu stuff, we'll like cross train a little bit now because we can train around with uh, you know, because there's not going to be guys that I'm going to be fighting that I'm not going to know already that are in the UFC. So I'm able to kind of cross train at some of these other gyms now, which makes it nice. Um, but yeah, uh, he's been my guy since day one. You're 20 years old and you've been fighting since you were nine, uh, which is insane. So you walk into an MMA gym at nine years old? Uh, yeah, probably eight or nine. And um, I don't really remember the dates anymore. I was too young, but uh, 
yeah, I just started training with like jujitsu and stuff. We added striking in a little bit too with, uh, you know, like some kickboxing. Um, he would used to, he used to like, you know, spar us a little bit as kids. Jeff would, but he'd go super light and just kind of mess around with us. But, um, yeah, I just kind of started training and I never stopped. I just gradually added stuff on jujitsu tournaments and then uh, when I was, like, 15 or 16, I made my way to doing, like, smokers uh, for kickboxing and then finally MMA. Your parents brought you to an MMA gym at nine years old. What, like, were you at a school? Were you too hyper? Were, like, what? Because most parents don't drop their kid off at an MMA gym at nine. So how did that happen? Uh, so my dad worked with Jeff. It was in, like, 2008 when all the financial stuff was happening. So like right as they both got laid off for work, my coach kind of opened his gym. Um, and then my dad just brought us in. Uh, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of, I'm a little white trash. So that's probably, you know, <laughs> that was part of it. But um, no, it's definitely, uh, at the time, that was very much what MMA was, I think. Um, but I think now it's kind of becoming a legitimate sport. So glad for that. It's been a legitimate sport back when you were eight. I mean, that was only like... 2020, 2008 is pretty, actually almost, almost at its peak around then. That was like when Brock Lesnar was champ, right? Wasn't that Lesnar? Yeah. Around? Those were definitely the peak, like, tap-out days. Yeah. Now, um, did you play any sports in high school? Uh, no, actually. By the time I got to high school, I was just kind of locked in. Uh, I already knew what I wanted to do as far as that stuff went. Um, I did, like, a season of wrestling, a season of football, and, like, a season of, I think, like, track in middle school. I didn't really like doing any of those. So, you know, that's when I just, you know, went, committed to the gym 100% and uh, went down that path. Now, you're, obviously, you're a beast in jiu-jitsu, but I'm, I actually I coach wrestling for little kids. And I know when a jiu-jitsu kid comes in, I get like, I'm mm. super excited about it because the kid uh, knows his body, he knows his awareness. He, mm. he might go to his back too much, which is annoying. Yeah. Not to, but I'd much rather have a kid know jiu-jitsu than not know jiu-jitsu. Uh, your wrestling coach didn't, didn't gravitate towards you? Uh, they did actually, but the entire season, cause it was like, it was middle school, um, where most of the kids are, that are actually like serious about it, aren't even doing like the school wrestling cause they don't want to get hurt or whatever. I don't know. Um, so pretty much the whole season, they only taught us like a double leg <laughs> and I was like, oh, this sucks. I'm not going to do a double leg for three months. <laughs> I know that that's you know it's hard that's the thing that I um like about wrestling versus jiu-jitsu is that coaching wrestling I start with the basics and sometimes mm -hmm. I'll, I'll go into a class and they're like all right we're, we're learning a uh an omoplata today and I'm like uh I just want to know an arm triangle and maybe a regular triangle and an arm bar is that but some people love that see by yeah all the arguments now your fights are awesome but I worry about you, man. I'm like, first the contender fight, and they were like hyping you up. And you were getting worked out there. Let's be honest. And I was, I was, For sure. I was about to call like the, the child abuse hotline. I was like, child abuse <laughs> right? Call child services. And then you came back and won. And uh, I was so, I was like going crazy. But then your next fight, I was at your next fight. And I, and I go to my friend, I'm like, dude, this kid, like, he's awesome, but I don't know, man. I, I, I worry about him. And then the, the same thing happened. And is this dude pounding on you? Is, that, is, this, is your strategy to, like, let the guy break his hand on your face and then you can tap him out? No, my striking was, like, so much more primitive than it is now. Um, 
And obviously the nerves of fighting in front of Dana White from going from like the shitty little casino shows. Um, Cause I'd only been a pro for six months when they offered me contender. Wow. Um, so that was like a huge jump pretty quick. Uh, but yeah, I've definitely progressed a lot since then. And um, even my last fight where it looked like he caught me, like they weren't even like hard shots. Um, it looked like he caught me with a big overhand, but he like just ended up hitting like my uh, orbital. Like it wasn't even on the chin. So it's just cause I, I got like the Bambi legs a little bit. So I get knocked around a little more than, uh, right. than when I actually get hurt. Yeah. Well, you but, can't, uh, yeah. You have heart. It's like, it's almost like a jujitsu. If you're like, you were a video game and like heart was like 10, you'd have 10. Toughness, 10. Jujitsu, 10. Striking, we gotta, we gotta work on, right? Or yeah, for sure. If you're striking, uh, is, is it really good and you just haven't shown it as much or? I think it's, uh, it's definitely a lot better than people know. Um, I just like the last fight. I fought a little Swedish kickboxer. Like, yeah, who was I'm obvious. It was tough for sure. Yeah, uh, national champion kickboxer for uh, Sweden. So I didn't want to, you know, I'm not going to go in there and TKO against the guy. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, I'm not going to go in there and kickbox a kickboxer. You know, necessarily, I'm going to do what I have to do to get it to the ground. Um, I felt that if I had done the striking stuff that I was thinking about doing, it would kind of, um, you know, drag it out and make it more maybe like a decision, which I didn't want to do. Um, especially with a guy like that, where he just needs the one shot yeah, yeah, to kind of yeah. drop you. No, I mean, it was like a high school bully. It was like a world star video, like a high school bully, yeah. the, the, the gamer kid. And then the gamer kid fucks him up. Like it was all your, all your fights are like uh, the two that I've seen so far are like the the ending to a movie where the whole school comes and then you end up triumphing. But yeah. and I, I love it because I like you. You seem like a super sweet, nice kid and like a, you're awesome. But I get, I'm like, I mean, your coaches, are you, are they, they have heart attacks? Did Jeff have a heart attack during your fights? For sure. Uh, usually I get like a little bit of like a lecture on what I, you know, kind of fucked up um, afterwards. But, you know, that's how it goes every time anyways. Oh my God. Uh, who do you want to fight next? Uh, I'm kind of just trying to work my way up. Uh, if they have any kind of older guys on their way out, I'd like to, you know, see if it's a good fight. That's what I want. I want good fights. Um, I'm trying to kind of take my time, work up the division super slow. Like I don't want to just jump up and fight, you know, a top 10 guy right now. Um, I definitely like they've been in UFC for so much longer. So I need to kind of develop more physically um, and get my uh, experience up. Just kind of, you know, close that gap because they've been in the UFC for, you know, like maybe five, 10 years by the time they get to the top five. So I kind of want to close the number of fights between us because um, these guys all have, you know, like 15, 20 fights and I have 10. So. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but you have 10 fights, but you really have 80 fights because uh, your, your fights are, are, are just fucking, like, crazy. We have Mayhem, by the way. We're talking to Chase Hooper. Uh, now, you were a Pan Am champion. Mm. Um, I'm not really that familiar with that, but how big of a deal is that? Uh, so I guess the way to think about it would be that um, Nationals is, like, a step below Pans because uh, I think – 
Pan American includes, you know, North and South America. So that gets all the Brazilians too. Um, but I was like a blue belt. I was 16 at the time. And uh, yeah, I went against some other tough kids and I uh, won my division and actually got second place in the open weight. So Wow, well, that's pretty damn awesome. Man, we have Mayhem Miller here, who's also uh, Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, Mayhem Mayhem's in the house, bro. <laughs> and I know I'm late to the podcast, but guess what? I'm like making moves, baby. Our production value is about to go up, Adam Hunter. We're making it happen, baby. Well, hey, and Chase Hooper is already in the house, prompt and on time, with the fro <laughs> curly as ever. Oh, my goodness, bro. Tell Tell, tell us about the hair. Like, did he ask you already? Like, why? why no, not yet. Why would ask mop top? You're talking about his fights right now. But Chase, this is why you need the drugs, okay? <laughs> um, so, uh, so we're talking to Chase Hooper. Right I'm asking about the Pan Ams. Mayhem, did you ever compete in the Pan Ams? Fuck yeah, I won that shit one time, and I lost that shit another time. What? Uh, what? What? Uh, <laughs> what uh, sorry. What did you win it at? What? What? He? He? he oh, I won it. I won it. I lost it at blue belt. I won it at purple belt. Uh, and uh, yeah, I lost that blue belt real close though to like one of the best dudes ever. Uh, who the fuck? Oh, Hamilo Baral. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. By an advantage. What a what a tough son of a bitch. Like it was like he he like just knew the sport a little better than me. You know, I was doing MMA. You know and when we called it NHV, I think. And, uh, and, uh, and I put the gi back on. It was like, I can do this. I can do this. But I realized that, like, those advantages count, don't they? There's a, I was yeah. like, advantage? Advantage? I'm going to flip over the score table right now. So is that winning the Pan Am, is that the equivalent to winning, like, the NCAAs in wrestling? I guess, yeah. But I don't know. It's hard because there's so many different divisions. Um, you know, with all the belts and all that. Um, but, yeah, I guess uh, it's definitely uh, a feather in my cap. I'm yeah. definitely proud of it. And then now you're a, a, a brown belt? Yeah. How, how, oh, yeah. How close are you to becoming a black belt? Uh, I actually am on, on the fourth stripe. So uh, every four stripes is when you get promoted. So we'll see. Um, Uh-oh. Coming <laughs> up, baby. Trying to yeah. get a black well, huh? <laughs> let, me, let me tell you, man, watching your fights, I, I, I mean, just like the jujitsu prowess is pretty freaking solid. Whoever's coaching you, who, who is that, by the way? Uh, my coach is uh, Jeff Hoagland. He was in the UFC for a bit. Yeah, Jeff. Je Jeff. And where, out of where? Out of where? Uh, Enumclaw, Washington. You probably never heard of it. Unless, uh, unless you Googled Mr. Hands back in the day or something. Oh, boy. <laughs> What is Mr. Hands all about? You can't just skip by that. I don't know what the educate. Educate him, uh, Chase. All right. So let me just start off by saying it happened in Enumclaw, but I like the dude was from like Bellevue or something. So that's that's always the caveat that people from here throw in. Um, I think he was like a Boeing executive or something. And, uh, you know, he was making some, I guess, explicit uh, tapes with a horse. Where he was oh. on the where he was on the receiving end. Oh, thanks a lot for ruining Hold on. my. Oh, I made Violet cry, dude. She's too young for this, man. <laughs> man, uh. no wonder, no wonder, Ween Dog knew exactly what you were talking about. 
and who's <laughs> notorious for drinking horse jizz. Yeah. I mean, Joe Rogan didn't even force him to. So, so Chase, after your last fight, you uh, you said that you wanted to visit Eminem World. That was your. You got to go. Yeah. See- uh, I didn't get to the night after Vegas was just like too crazy. Um, and everything was closing anyway. Cause they held us. Um, like I had to stay the whole card. Um, and so when we started walking around after it was just like, you know, too many crazy drunk people that just watched me fight. So I kind of, you know, figured I'd take, take the more mellow approach, but, uh, I went, uh, to M&M world the next time I was in Vegas and had a good time there. <laughs> oh my god you weirdo yeah have you been to the one in new york yet no i've never been to new york oh all right get to the one in new york i think you'll you'll, you'll just you'll blow your afro straight off your head dude in the yeah. u.s send you like chase hooper m&ms or something yeah they did actually they sent them out to some of the uh like different media people too that's hilarious now i added some girl on twitter today that i think is your girlfriend right you have a girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, I do. Pretty, because you were following her, and it, I think there were pictures of you guys together. Uh, how long have you guys been together for? Probably like uh, you know two and a half years at this point. So she lives with you in the house? Yeah. Wow, good for you. So she was your girlfriend back back before, and now when you're gonna be a big star, she's still gonna be your girlfriend or your wife by then. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I only had uh, one fight, like one pro fight, by the time we started dating. So I was a little worried for the second one. I was like, oh, if I lose this, that's going to be, you know, that's going to be a problem. Like, I'm going to just. What do you mean you know. a problem? Your, your old lady going to leave you if you lose one fight? That ain't no old lady, buddy. You need to, reassess <laughs> the, you need to have a, a long conversation. I mean, look how, many, look, look how many gigs Adam's lost and his wife ain't left him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How, many, how, how many, since you're a, a big star now, how many girls have been hitting you up in your DMs and sending you topless pictures and stuff like that uh not really any ladies hit me up more dudes um nice how many dick pics have you collected because we dog need some <laughs> yeah bro yeah. i try not to i try not to collect them but if they're there I guess. Yeah. <laughs> all right well auto turn off auto downloads that's for sure so hey, you, uh, you were at the prom two years ago uh I went to, uh, I missed my own prom. I was actually at like a jiu-jitsu tournament or something. So I didn't, I didn't go to mine, but I went to uh, my girlfriend's actually. Okay. Nice. That was what, last year, I think. <laughs> yeah, awesome, bro. <laughs> Welcome to the big leagues this quick, dude. Hey, yeah, I, I missed my prom to have my first pro fight. Yeah. Yeah, was 18. What? How old's your girlfriend? Oh, she's 19. Oh, she's 19. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Look at you. Adam, why are you always trying to be creepy, bud? <laughs> I'm not trying to be creepy, but it was at a prom last year. And I'm like, I'm thinking when I graduated, I was like, what, 16? I, I don't even think this girl's even legal. But, you but graduated then, when you were 16 years old? I, I was, I don't know, 17, I think I graduated. Uh, so I'm just, I'm just making sure that this kid's all right. You know, I just want to look out, <laughs> make sure that. You're, you're making sure he's not violating the Romeo and Juliet law statute yes. that she went to her freshman prom? Come on, Adam. Let's not get weird. Now, did your parents, uh, did your parents you obviously didn't go to college. Did they support your decision not to go to college? Uh, they kind of told me growing up that college wasn't really an option, like financially, I guess. Um, so I never really thought of it. And, uh, yeah, 
I did, um, I did like a year of running start when I was in high school, um, which is where you take college classes at like the community college or whatever. Um, but I don't think you have to pay tuition. So it's pretty cheap. Um, I did that though. So I could take all my classes online and just train as much as I wanted. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I see, man, you got, you got the martial arts bug and you know what I mean? I had the same thing growing up at, uh, like, I, you know, I had a remarkably similar style as you remarkably similar haircut as you. Okay. And I, and I hope for your sake, you don't get this ugly. All right. <laughs> But, uh, you know, let, let's talk about training, okay? Because obviously you're a very accomplished jiu-jitsu uh, brown belt now and high-level, you know, jiu-jitsu. It, it, you showcase it in every, every, every fight is like, it turns into a jiu-jitsu seminar. What's your strategy, okay? Because you're, you know, they're going to start throwing big boys at you, right? Mm. For your, for your, and and what, what's your walking weight? Uh, I walk around pretty big, like high seventies, probably. All right. And then what, what weight you got to make? 55? 45. 45. Okay. <laughs> so you're fucking, you know, maybe cut down on that m and between fights or you're <laughs> yeah. going to have to move up to the 55s. All right. But, no, for sure. Okay. The, the, the big question is what's going on with your striking? What's going on with your wrestling? Because you know, you seem like really, you know, you put all your skill points over there in jujitsu, and now, you know, you're going to face competition, you know, generalists, guys who can, you know, they're not black belts. Yeah. You know, they're, they're not, you know, they're not Muay Thai world champions, but they can do all those different skills, you know? Mm. And, I, and I really feel like just being honest, and this is constructive criticism, is that you're, you're striking – you know, it, it leaves something to be determined. And you often pull guard. You know, you often pull guard instead of going for a takedown. What, what's going to happen when, you know, when you run into a wrestler that, that can box? That, that's kind of, you know, the opposite. end Because you got good, you got pretty good kicks. You got good, uh, you know how to use your range really well. Uh, but, you know, this like, what are you doing to improve these skills? You're young. Yeah, so I'm doing a lot of cross training. Um, my coach actually came from like a his gym in California is big on boxing, so we've been going doing some cross training down there. Um, and I've actually been getting my wrestling chops up a lot more, mm. even in just the past like six months. Um, we've just kind of made like a dedicated like, hey, we're gonna like just focus on wrestling technique for MMA like on this day at this time, and. Uh, Cause we have, um, we have a lot of good wrestlers in the town actually. So we just kind of, um, you know, have them all come in and, uh, I just try to take them down and, uh, I've been getting a lot better. Um, doing awesome. more like trips and throws, um, you know, yeah, basic I imagine, wrestling. I can imagine you like developing into like, uh, outside trip kind of guy, mm -hmm. uh, inside trip kind of guy, you know, uh, uh, you're really good at getting that body lock. And then, like, hula hooping around to the back. Yeah. I, that, that's a fantastic thing. And, and I know that's, that, that's a lot from all your jiu-jitsu training. Uh, but, like, I, I can see you really develop into a, a – because your, your length, bro, this, this mm. is unbelievable at 145. You know, how tall are you? 6'1"-ish. Jeez, Louise. Ish. With that, and with that fro, you're like 6'5". Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, yeah. 
185 when it hits puberty, though. When it hits puberty, it's like <laughs> it's yeah. over with, bro. Once your balls drop, you're game over. And, you know, it's, 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 you're, you're such a good fighter at such a young age, man. And and it's really nice to Thank see you. you see you going on like right now, just out of nowhere. You know, I started him at nine years old. Nine years old. Yeah. Listen, my listen. My dad was throwing beer bottles at me at nine years old, and I and giving me push kicks to the chest. So I guess we have a similar career path there. Uh, you know, what about as far as like style wise? Who who are you morphing your style after? Like who who have you developed? Because you know you watch the sport for a long time since you were prepubescent. So yeah, you know who who. Uh. I think obviously more towards like right now, at least with the striking, it looks more Diaz brothers. Bro, I, I was about to say, bro, if you do that Diaz style, right? A lot of sways, a lot of feints, yeah. and a lot of like hey, uh, uh, check hooks. Hey, yeah, yeah. Mm. No, no, no. I, I, but I, but no, because I, I already knew he was gonna say that because I see it, I see it. But so what? So what are you gonna do to develop uh, in the future? Now, now that I mean things are going good. Uh, I don't know. I'll just, you know, keep training. Um, I think that's all I need is just more time in. Cause like what my first pro fight was in maybe 2018, like at the end of the year. So I haven't been pro for very long. Um, so I just got to kind of develop, I think. And, uh, when they offered me, um, you know, the fight, at 245, I was like, all right, you know, I got to step up my level. And then I feel like I get more like, when you think of yourself as a UFC fighter, you have to like step up. Um, same thing in jujitsu. When you get promoted, you get a new belt. You're like, all right, I got to, you know, I got to be able to defend this. I got to step up everything. I think that just helped out a lot mentally when you kind of decide that you need to do something. And then you just kind of start seeing yourself in that way. You, yeah, no, it's, it's uh, I can tell, man, you, you got this guy, you're, you're kind of like the bizarro Sean O'Malley. I feel like, and like you guys would be a good sitcom. He like gets tattoos and like does drugs and you like yeah. games. And um, I mean, do you, uh, do you do any kind of, do you, do you smoke weed or do you drink or, or? No, I just, uh, I don't know. My only vices are like caffeine and uh, sugar. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's wild, man. <laughs> How did you become such a good kid? I mean, you honestly, like, you're, you're like, see, very mature. For a 20-year-old, I feel like you're more mature than all of us combined, especially. <laughs> how did... I don't know. How did you end uh, I guess, I don't know. I was just kind of self-motivated to, you know, a very competitive, like, I always wanted to win um, or, like, do as well as I could. So, if that was in school, just kind of, you know, acing the test or whatever. And then uh, for me, like, you know, if I got in trouble, I wouldn't be able to train. So I didn't want to get in trouble. So yeah. I just wanted to, you know, keep going to the gym. And that kind of kept me out of everything. That's why I didn't become a hockey player. Because I, like, mm. fucked off in school. And they took me out of hockey. But, you know, they couldn't stop me from fighting on the street. Now, where, <laughs> where did you meet your girlfriend? Uh, I met her at the gym, actually. Oh. <laughs> oh, gym romance. And who picked you up? <laughs> Uh, it was like a weird, yeah, I guess it was me. I definitely. Nah, come on, bro. You <laughs> pulled guard. She double-legged you. We know the story. All right. <laughs> That's pretty close. That's okay, pretty close. Uh, you're like, hey, you want to get some ice cream or, or uh. M&M's. M&M's? Like, what, what, was, what was your pickup line? It was like, 
Ooh, I don't remember. Uh, it was like all my like gym buddies were like just kind of peer pressuring me into like they're like oh you got to do it today you got to do it today <laughs> and then uh yeah i don't know some awkward came out of my mouth and uh awesome oh, did you ask yeah went from there like, hey we want to go on a date on friday or something or saturday you want to hang out that was your thing yeah but like more awkward than that and then where yeah. where, where was your first date <sighs> let's see i think uh it was like halloween so we went to a haunted house nice what did, you, what did you dress up as, Ronald McDonald? <laughs> no, I didn't. I went, uh, went as myself. Um, Hell yeah. No costume. Badass UFC fighter. That's exactly those costumes. He, he, he wasn't even a pro back then. Uh, you know what? He was, he was on his way. By the way, I love what you and Ben Askren have. You keep calling Ben your dad. Yeah. <laughs> that video was like, Masvidal was hilarious. Because he really felt bad for a second. I think he really thought that you, that was your dad. Yeah, that was 100% like candid from uh, Mosfidal. We oh. didn't give time to like say anything about it. So yeah, that was all him. That was- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, wait, you're doing like these wild videos, right? Like, like t- talk about those because I'm sure they're out there and I've seen a few and I don't even look at the internet. So like, <laughs> what, what did they have you do and what, what, what have you been doing online? Uh, I'm kind of, uh, you know, like for my last fight before UFC, um, they actually sent a couple guys from Fight Pass down, and we did like because um, the promoter set up like a ton of stuff for us to do, and then they set up some more stuff um, to kind of get some film out. And uh, so I kind of met up with these Fight Pass guys. They were super chill, um, kind of became buddies and stuff. Uh, so they were just like, hey, fuck it. Well, you want to come out to Vegas and we'll try to film some more shit? Or like, I would happen to be out there and they'd like come up with this stuff. Um, yeah, and it just kind of gradually progressed from there um, because that was kind of uh, what they were supposed to do at the time was, you know, keep trying to help build me up. Because um, I guess I did pretty well in Fight Pass number-wise. So it was in their best interest too to keep putting out content for Fight Pass and uh, to keep helping me out. So it's pretty cool, and we just kind of progressed from there. Um, no, no, but well, specifically because I saw the one with the Masvidal thing that was funny. Mm-hmm. But what else? What else were you? Oh. Would you do? Remind me. All right, so uh, I they had me come out for two forty six, which was where the Masvidal thing happened. Um, and they let me, uh, I guess, be like the correspondent for Fight Pass and just interview all these other fighters on the card. Um, I think I talked to, like, Anthony Pettis, um, uh, Roxanne um, Modafferi. I don't know how you say her last name. Uh, <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> and then a couple other people. Um, and then, yeah, we were able to talk to Masvidal there. And that kind of took off. So then that kind of got everything else rolling. Um, yeah. And then I don't know what else we did between that. And I think that might've been it since we did like the NASCAR stuff. Um, yeah. Because, oh, because yeah, they yeah. have the Okay. M&M yeah. What was that NASCAR thing, bro? What, what did you do over there? Uh, they, they hit me up. They were like, Hey, NASCAR's coming to Vegas. Um, we want to try to hook you up with Kyle Busch. Uh, I didn't really know that much about NASCAR before. Um, but he drives the M&M car, so they wanted to try to, um, you know, set something up. And, uh, yeah. It, we just kind of 
Yeah, he's kind of a dick, to be honest. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, that, you know, that makes sense. They can't all be nice guys. No. Uh, like, I went up to go uh, – he actually made us take the clip down. But um, I went up to go talk to him. I was like, hey, can I talk to you for a second? And he was like, no. Just like a super dick and just walked away. Like, didn't even look at me. What I was like, all right. You have see cameras and stuff around you? I mean, why would he – Yeah. Uh, no, nah, that that was the no. They were kind of they were kind of like back there. I don't think he could see him, but I don't know. He just yeah. But uh, listen, man, look. He's kind of known for business, that. Some look, look. Uh, you can't just come up and talk to me, all right? You got to talk to my agent, Adam Hunter, first, <laughs> all right? <laughs> and then maybe we'll he'll make the introduction, you know, <laughs> maybe. So that you know, your producer should have got on that because just like if you walked up to me, your wild lanky ass. <laughs> and just like started talking to me, I didn't know who you were. I'd be like, oh. <laughs> I you would have been very nice to him. Listen, Chase, it was an honor having you on. Uh, do you have another fight in the books or no? Uh, I do, but we're kind of, I'm kind of seeing what's happening with the Corona stuff. Um, that's kind of throwing a wrench into everything. Um, what is it so, now? what's up? Tell us who it is against. Oh, I don't think I can say anything yet. I think they'd get pissed. Um, you didn't but sign yet? No, I'm signed to be – I was supposed to be on the San Diego card, um, which would have been nice. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll end up fighting on Dana's private island. Um, yeah. <laughs> that'd be well, sweet. Well, listen, keep doing what you're doing, man. Uh, thank Hell you yeah. for the podcast. Love to have you back on. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Peace, Peace dude. Hey, bro. God bless. Hey, man, that kid is fucking cool, man. I, I don't know what the hell he's going to do. Hell he's yeah. going to be a damn star, you know? Uh, it's really it's really interesting time to be a martial artist because, you know, this coronavirus got us all sitting at home and bubbling, you know? I'm, I'm sitting on both thumbs right now. And uh, I'm just, like, I, I can't wait to see that guy fight again. He's got, I mean, he's 20, though. That's what I'm saying. He's going to keep cranking him out. Like, he's got a long career ahead of him, and we're, like, watching the beginnings of it. And that's a beautiful thing, man. It's, a, it's rare. I feel like we're the only show. I, I feel like we're pretty much the best show on the internet. I agree. Yeah. But also, yeah, because we're getting, getting everybody be we're getting before they were stars. And then you we know? get Don Fry when he's on the hospital bed. So we get, we got. Yeah, yeah. And we get Don Fry on death's doorstep. He's fucking back. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I mean, I mean, okay. I, I was real scared the first time he was on the show. He was talking about a third. Then he comes on the show again and just fucking roasts me. Well, what a genius. I love that guy. Again, after that show, he wants to come back on this week. Like, oh, God. No, no. I, I can only take so much abuse, Adam Hunter. I can't, I can't tell that guy no. How can I tell him yeah, that's no? That's true. I mean, All right, like, fine. I mean, how can I tell a guy like that no? In anything. You can't. You can't. If he was like no. your wife, I'd say no. But there's, other than that, there's really nothing else I would say no to that guy for. I would just like to point out that Violet, that little cute little baby. Hi, Violet. Hi, Violet. She's watching me, bro. Hi, Violet. Hi, Violet. It was funny. We were watching your intro, and she went, May, 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 May. No. Nice, bro. That's what I'm talking about. This baby's like got name recognition. That's all I want. Yo, Wu-Tang is for the babies. Here, funny. So one time I was uh, we interviewing... Ponsonibio, who doesn't speak English that well, who's like one of the best, that's Maymay. Maymay, he's one of the best fighters. So I was talking to him and she was in the other room crying and had Eve Edwards here. 
So I was like, Eve, uh, change my kid's diaper, please. You know, and he's like, no problem. So uh, I go, I can you change diaper? So he goes, and we have a, a baby cam in the room. So I get a text from my wife going, who has our baby right now? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and then I, and then I, I, then I looked and found like the picture of Eve with blood everywhere. Like nice. I was like, this guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a very strange family that we have. You know what I mean? Goes across racial, ethnic, and transgender lines. We have, there's a transgender that loves our show. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, Joe. Bro, oh, yeah. I don't think you're supposed to say a transgender. Like, I feel like that's like, who is, uh, demeaning. What, what, what do I say? A woman who is a transgender? No, like, a man. Dre- I don't. I don't no, want to start. No, hey, start with that, this shit. fucking Trump supporter. Okay, we're cool with the LGBTQ LMNOP. A hundred percent, dude. Um. Now, uh, by the way, so we were talking about the island. So the latest news is that Dana White is securing an isle- a private island today to have the UFC uh, two forty nine. And then every week, have another UFC on this Woo! island. <laughs> what? Now, you have to pee? Did you pee? <laughs> you pee? Okay. Come on, man. Body training. So a Look lot of, on the toilet, bro. A lot of people are upset about this. Are you need a diaper? You need a diaper? Okay. I'm upset about this. I don't know why. Take it from here. All right. Look, Take it man. away, mayhem. Yeah, I'm all ears. Calm down, Ween, okay? Okay. Put, sorry, put, your sorry. Bottle, put your bottle of lube away now that me and you are alone, all right? <laughs> so, look, the whole thing about the private island is, I mean, I hate to say I told you so, but this is exactly what I said, like, I don't know, three months ago. You know, I said, okay, we're going to take a Sheik's pleasure yacht out mm-hmm. to uh, a private island, and now it's happening. So, you know, told you so. And uh, I don't know why anybody would really get mad because all the fighters are going to want to be there. And it's not like anyone else has a job right now. I don't even know how they're going to sell a pay-per-view with the entire country, you know, sitting on their hands and waiting for this corona nightmare to end. Now, do you have you any know? doubts at all that the fight is going to get canceled or the, the whole card is going to get moved back? Because I still, deep down, don't think that UFC 249 is going to happen when they say it's going to happen. What do you think about that? Well, yeah, I mean, look, uh, who knows? Like, who knows? Because the reality of the situation is the government's getting involved. And I doubt that this island is not in America. I mean, where is it going to be? Lesbos? You know, I I don't understand where they're going to cart everybody. And on top of that, you're going to have to house all the fighters in some type of hotel. We, We can't set up, like, refugee tents you know what i mean i don't, I don't mm. think tony ferguson is gonna sit outside in a refugee tent you know a triage tent to not get coronavirus it just i don't know it could be very um like it was like fire festival it's like ufc fire festival you know what I'm saying? Oh, exactly right yeah that, that's what that's the real danger is adam back from changing the baby already the mma media is very upset about it they're saying like luke thomas is irresponsible this and that whereas other people i'm like look there's nothing else going on if the fighters agree to do it and they all want to make money i mean i went to the laugh factory last week for a lot less than what people were doing uh because people need that entertainment and because i wanted to do it and that it's i'm taking the risk if people want- it's one of it's one of those things adam where that if 
look, if that if it actually goes off without a hitch, right, and then two weeks after that, everybody's still healthy, then look, he's the hero. But I, on the off chance that somebody comes in there with the sniffles, right, yeah. and gives everybody coronavirus, right, and and everyone will get it. I don't know. Look, I, I don't know if you ever been backstage, like in the locker rooms, but I mean regardless of any infection viral or otherwise it fucking stinks and it's like smells like body odor and and it's just stipe miocic spitting in the corner you know it, it's just the reality of the fight sport is it's kind of dirty you know if you ever been to an old school boxing gym you see that disgusting can that's just full of boogers and spit because if you're fighting if you're fighting then you're going to slobber and you're going to, you know, mucus. And you're you're going to fart. It. And, and if, 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 it's, if everyone gets it and then gives it to other people and other people, other people, then it's like, uh, what a disaster, right? Then no. And then Donald Trump will come on TV calling it the ultimate fighting disease. So, so if you, Mayhem, were given a chance right now to fight in it, right? Let's say you yeah, were. Yeah, probably uh, would. But, but, I'm, but I'm dumb. I'm dumb as an onion, uh, allegedly. Because, you know, here's the thing is that I'm more afraid of me, like, getting it, being asymptomatic, and then giving it to some poor guy who's, like, older and right. dies. I got friends that are older. You know, I, I, I really respect the, the older generation. So I would hate to be directly responsible or even indirectly responsible for, for doing that. And it's just a real possibility. So you think they should not have it? Eh, fuck it. Yeah, have it. That's what I, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, if, I think if people know the risk and they know, and, and they're responsible about it, like, you know, and plus these are the, like, I, I know anyone can, get, think anyone can get the coronavirus, but if you're in really good shape and, and, and you're healthy, it's going to be harder to get it. Your body can fight it off better. These are the best fighters in the world, the best, athletes in the world it's not like bellator where everyone's 90 you know so it, you're kind of like assuming the risk now that being said i i could see both sides but i'm i'm gonna order it i'm gonna support it so if you don't is it one of those things where if you don't like it don't order it yeah i guess but you know the mma world we're, we're real hungry for some content right now and i mean like you can tell that by like, how many new followers we got. Yeah. Because everybody wants to talk about some MMA because we don't got any MMA right now, you know? Right. And, and what? They're saying April what? 15th? 18th. On an island. April 18th. First they were saying it was going to be on an island. Palace. They were saying Tachi Palace because Indian Reservation or Native American Reservation, that was going to be it. But now they're saying it's going to be at an island. It's like going to be like UFC Island. Yeah, that's a bad look to go to the Tachi Palace, you know? I mean, what are they going to do? Give them free blankets? <laughs> it's like, first we give them smallpox, right? Now we're going to give them corona. Um, so, uh, but yeah, let's, let's say that uh, there's a, U I even know there was a UFC island. So what do you do at, like, on UFC island? You have a week to like build an island and uh, I mean, build a, build a thing. Uh, yeah, just like the fire Festival. Exactly like the fire Festival. <laughs> It's going to be a disaster if they go through with it. I think they should just scrap the main event. They should scrap Tony versus Gaethje. I heard that Rosenstrike versus Nganu was moved to this card. Put that as the main well, event. Tyler's, calling, Tyler's going to be in here in 10 minutes and give us the whole rundown. 
Um, okay. But I mean, at the same time, like, it is, are they going to be like, uh, it's going to be like on a moat? Are there going to be sharks surrounding it? I mean, there's, there's, That'd be all, badass. there's all kinds of things going on at UFC. I, they should have just had it on the hematova on Joanna's head because that was pretty much big enough. Yeah. Had it there. Is, is Nate Diaz going to swim to the island? You know, I mean, what's, is Clay Guida, did he start, I start running? I mean, what's going on? Is Ariel No, Hall they're going to get Clay Guida to build all the shelters for, like, for everybody to, you know, sleep in that night, right? Give Vanderlei as some antibodies to, like, fight off all the coronavirus. You know, we're, we're just going to have a good old UFC island time. But tell me, you I mean, is that now, what's his name? I'm scared as hell. I'm also excited. I mean, people are into it. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I as, think long, as long as the fighters pull up on jet skis, you know, <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'll, I'll feel like I got my money's worth. Like the you know dude to the saying? Tiger King, the big giant four hundred pound dude, the Tiger King, who's riding yes. jet ski all the time. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah. They're gonna have ring girls like bikinis. Like, what's this? Is just the whole thing is gonna be. Uh, gonna be who's gonna commentate on it? Like, who do you think's gonna? I heard Rogan's no. in. No, Joe Rogan, like robotic Joe Rogan, gonna send it like a drone, a humanoid-shaped drone, that from DARPA Research Center is just gonna have Joe Rogan's head attached to it, and like, you know what I mean? He's gonna like ah, knock out, and then Errol Hawani is gonna have his nose. He's actually gonna be in California, but his nose is gonna extend to the island. So he'll be oh like, my god! It's all over. It's all over. It's all over. I like it. I kind of like, I mean, it's exciting. Uh, I told my wife, she's like, that's horrible, but pretty badass. She's like, you got to like respect the fact that like the whole world's like, everyone's shut down and Dana opens up an island, UFC island. Brilliant. Brilliant marketing strategy. And if it doesn't happen, <laughs> we still all yacked about it. Remember that time that we're going to have Fire Festival, but UFC? Like Ja Rule is going to be like the announcer. It's murder. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a solid jaw rule impression. I mean, you know, say what you want about my impressions, but I got a jaw rule one. Dude, the actual card is actually, actually a good card. Gold yesterday, uh, who I gave him like the biggest intro, has known everything, didn't even know one fight on the card. Idiot. Hey, you know what? Hey, are we having a porn star on the show today? Yes, but it was good seeing CB. We have, uh, we have two fighters. We have uh, Sadiq Youssef, who is, I think he's eight and one or nine and one. He's, he just beat Andre Feely, moving up really quick. This kid is amazing at striking and uh, he, he's like the next level. And then we also have Jesse Jane, who is one of the, at one point was the biggest porn star in the world. Uh, she's killing it. Um, and yeah, so I'm just waiting for Tyler Smith to, to call in in three seconds. But I mean, you have like all the hoops. I mean, how could you talk? How could you not talk about it? What's the matter, boo boo? What's the matter, little boo boo? Lots of water. I'm going to open it, right? If I open it, it's going everywhere, right? So let's see it, bro. Let's see it. If she's going to be on the show, let her be on the show, okay? Put her on your lap. Put her, yeah, there you go. Yeah, give her the water. Let's see. I think, you know what? You don't have faith in your daughter. I think that she can handle this. This is a personal water for her. Open the water for her. It's a fake cry. This is a wine, not a real cry. Give her the water. No, she's going to spill it everywhere. 
bro, I know, but like, come on, it's content. No, it's not content, mayhem. That's how you get in trouble, okay? What do you mean, bro? Look, just move the cat, move the laptop out of the way. Look, you better give her that water or she is going to domestically abuse you. But first of all, that's what happens. Just because something's entertaining, ma'am, does not mean you should do it. Like, if I give her the water and she splashes it, yes, we'll all get a laugh. But now, every time I have a water, she's going to want to splash it everywhere. And what happens? I splash okay, her. Okay, but you don't laugh, and me and Ween will laugh quietly. Yes. Then okay, every time you ready? There's water everywhere, and then the fucking dog trips, and my wife breaks her neck, okay? Wait a and minute. I thought, that your, I thought that your rabid chihuahua was not allowed in the house anymore. No, he's no, no. We 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 uh, that lasted three hours. <laughs> oh my god! Hey guys, speaking of splashing, I gotta go take a shit. I'll be right back. All right. Wait, well, uh, Tyler's here. Thanks so, a lot, Ween. Uh, Do you want to switch out? Yeah, yeah. Switch out with Tyler. You guys. All right, boys. Have a good one. I'll be back uh, tomorrow. Uh, I got. Oh man, it's coming out right now. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with this show, man? The best show on the internet, MMA Roasted. I told you, my, my, this, this is my, my kids. There you go. So, baby. 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 Uh, Tyler, 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 please save the show. Tell us Jason, that you Jason. know the card. All right, I do know the card. Tyler, give us some MMA news. Let's get some MMA news. All right, so the card has been announced. Um, it's a lot of the same fights. Tony Ferguson, Gaethje, obviously, we know my feelings about that. Oh, already. yeah. Uh, Jessica Andrade, Rose Namajunas, we talked about yesterday. Going to be a banger. I got Rose, personally. <clears throat> uh, Greg Hardy and Jorgen DeCastro. Wow. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait, who's that guy again? Greg Hardy's the guy that was in the NFL. He was a star. He got kicked out. He had some domestic violence issues. <laughs> that really isn't that funny. Uh, yeah, but the dude is, like, just a madman, though, like. I, I just was laughing because I'm remembering who that hardy guy is. He's he just a like, big, just a big meat truck. They were calling yeah. him. Well, it's so weird, though, too. Yes, he was like, a really oh. player. But then he, um, then he got into the UFC, and people were upset about that. First fight, he was, he was winning, and he started losing, and then he kicked the guy a uh, head kick when the guy was on the ground. He got disqualified for that, like a soccer kick. That bad, dude. Uh, second fight he had, he used his inhaler. All of a sudden, had an inhaler, like he's like a, a prop fighter now. In the corner, dude. <laughs> Third fight against uh, a Russian uh, went really well for him. He lost, but it was against a guy that was like three times the level that he is at, and he held his own. Didn't win. Nice. Whoa, whoa. Is that Robot Joe Rogan? I, we can't understand you. Tyler, you here? The Wi-Fi was dropping out. No, yeah, I had to switch my. We have like three networks in the house, and one of them is <laughs> oh, shit. So, so I, who's the guy he's fighting? Because I heard that guy's really good. Uh, Jorgen De Castro. I don't really know much about Jorgen De Castro. He was supposed to fight Greg Hardy on the uh, March twenty eighth card. Obviously, that got pushed back. Yeah. Um, he beat Justin Taffa in his last fight. Okay. So, I don't know. what's his, what's his record? He's six to zero. Where is he from? Jorgen. What the hell is that? You're goddamn. De Castro, the Mad Titan. I don't know. I think he's really good, actually. I think they were saying that Hardy's this is a tough fight for Hardy, but all uh, right, should be. I think Hardy. It is. I think 
MMA is a really good sport for Hardy because, well, you know, he's an amazing athlete. But from what I hear, like, I wouldn't say football came, but it seemed like he had a lot of distractions. Whereas MMA, he has he's so far behind, but he's so good that right. Dean Thomas, like, he's, he has to work. Very coachable. Really nice. The thing that we're going to – I think we're going to start seeing with, like, athletes coming from different sports, these guys that make it to a college level or maybe even go pro, is that they're, they're – yes, they're so athletic and they're talented, but they're coachable. Like, that's the reason they got to that level is because they're coachable. So they go into an MMA gym and they're just going to absorb everything that that guy is saying. Sometimes. I, I've had it both ways. I've had some guys that are like real good football players, but then they like are so stuck in their ways that yeah. it's difficult. You know, they, they like hold their hands wrong, you know, right. but other, other guys, you know, particularly running backs, I, I've coached running backs who like, man, I can teach them how to kick real quick. They, they know how to change their hips because yeah, it's a yeah. different skill set. Do we do we know what what position Hardy played? Was he like he was a linebacker? I think. Yeah, yeah. He 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 seems yeah, like that. He knows how to move. That's yeah, exactly like, yeah. the guy that's that big that that can move that fast and is that explosive. It's just like anything he hits you with is going to be terrifying. It's funny yeah, yeah. because I feel like everything he does is controversial, and now he now he's on this card too. Yeah, of course. Funny. It's like of course, <laughs> not card, you know. Um. So uh, who else is on the card? Um, this is the, the sleeper, sleeper banger of the night, I think, is Vicente Luque and Nico Price. Ooh. Yeah. Nico Price, though. Who, Nico wait, Price is that? the dude. He won with hammer fist from the bottom. Oh, when yeah. He, like, he hooked the dude's head, and he just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, I really like this. And then, and then he, yeah. he knocked out James Vick with an up kick in yeah. the next fight. <laughs> like one of like two up kicks to ever yeah. land in the UFC. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that's interesting that he's gotten a, you know, this jujitsu skill because that's a jujitsu skill to be oh, able yeah. to like attack from the bottom. And you see it very rarely. realize where you are. Yeah. Yep. And uh, you see like, like Tony Ferguson is like, I mean, the king of elbows from the bottom, you know, but this guy, Nico, is like, oh my God, terrifying. Yeah. From, you know, the angles that he can smash a hammer fist that <laughs> that was really impressive. Well, like, man. he does it like, like he's setting up to go for a knee bar or some leg lock entry, and he just leaves his foot up there like, oh, shit. There's yeah, you know, here. I had a couple like, fights. Like, like, I remember this one. Hey, Tyler, the one where, you know how you, like, reach over the guy from your guard to get, like, a, uh, you know, to get, like, a shoulder lock? Yeah. Like, so I would hold <laughs> – I would hold the guy's wrist and reach over like I was gonna get a get a shoulder lock, but then like when he reacted and like postured up, I would like fall back and like karate elbow the guy backwards. Like, and that was like my favorite one. I swole my elbow up real bad one time doing that, but like I got him good, you know. And, and that definitely, I remember that changed the course of the fight a little bit because because he wasn't ready for that, you know. So yeah, I mean, there's so many there's so many positions from the bottom that you can inflict damage, like, easily. Yeah, yeah, Very yeah, easy. yeah. yeah well, the big thing, the, the problem is, though, the problem is is that uh, during the, cur the current rule set. You're stuck at the bottom. You're, well, you're stuck at the bottom, and not only that, is that everybody's slimy, and there's no yeah. grip. There's no, you know, you're not wearing a jacket, a shirt, True. like, any kind of anything to absorb uh, the sweat and that 
you know, it, it makes yeah, for a different style. When you guys are all set for sure. Yeah. When you're all and greased gloves. up, you know? Yeah. Nico's a really nice guy too. He, um, he trains out in uh, Naples, Florida and he, and he, which is right by top team and the black zillions when he does, he has his own camp. He's like, he doesn't want to go to those super camps. He said yeah. he tried it, didn't like it. He'd rather be like the, the big guy in a small camp than. There's, there's something to be said about that. You know, when you're like, you know, when, when you're, when you've got all the resources centered around you, it's a lot different. You know, it's a lot better. Uh, you, you can, you can develop a lot better. And I think that's part of the reason where our last guest, uh, Chase Hooper, I think that's part of the reason he's progressed so fast is because he's had like, you know, he's done it since he was a little kid, but he's also had, you know, uh, focused, uh, a focused camp on him, not just, you know, he's right. part of a bigger, he's not just a cog in the machine. Were you better when you had your own camp around you or when you were having well, like rain or? Uh, well, uh, you know, like I could talk a lot of bad stuff about like my old management. But the reality is, is that uh, they did a good job of um, making sure that it was uh, mayhem centric when I came to the room. Like they do, I like sometimes I would, at rain, I would just go in the cage and then I would, they would just send everyone to fight me. And I'm just like, yeah, like this, this is my day. And, and that's kind of how it has to go. A good synergistic uh, relationship is. The dude who has the fight coming up, you focus yeah. on him. And then maybe that, you know, it's possible to get that at Black Zillions or America Top Team. But I, I'm guessing that, you know, he, he tried to go there and realized that, well, okay, the I can't have the... Always on the same guys. Yeah, yeah I can't, no yeah. Who's fighting. ACL, what, four times, five times? Yeah, something like that. Like, you know, I did the cadaver ligaments and my body rejected that shit. So I had to like do other ones. It's a it's a it's a hard deal. But during fights, or during so, both. Yeah. Well, what once? Uh, I remember one time Sokaju just man, he he just did this outside judo trip to everybody and would fall on everyone's knee, and he just like claimed everybody's ACL that way. Like pretty much like Team Quest was just ACL list because this guy didn't want to do another takedown. Did you guys put out on him and tell him, dude, what the fuck? You're killing everyone's ACL? Yeah, we did, but like, you know, like, you know, it's like talking to a stone. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crazy. Carry the stone, so could you. I mean, yeah. so yeah, I mean, a lot of people, uh, I wonder, I mean, look, the thing about the UFC, it's going to be the only game in town. The only game. Yep. You know? Dana's saying you want to put on a fight every week. Bro, yeah, listen, now, I already told you guys yesterday that I'm, bro, I can throw a couple fights on this riverboat. <laughs> I'm Real telling talk. you. Do you think, I, you think I'm laughing? Real talk. I ain't laughing, bro. I, listen, if, if there, there are two people who want to fight, they got a name, I will sign them to my riverboat fight. Dude, I watched that press conference last night again. I got a little high. I took up some weed, and then I <laughs> took weed. Yeah, I took some weed. That, that's how big of a pot I am. I took weed. And then I was uh, crying, laughing. I mean, like, like, I was crying. Yeah, yeah. If that doesn't, like, if we don't get some clips out of that press conference, I, I don't see how this show survives. Because, like, this is the best show on the internet. 
So obviously, we had the best press conference on the internet. <laughs> but meanwhile, was, everybody else is hiding from Corona. We're having press conferences over here on fights <laughs> that aren't even signed. The fight has been signed. No, I'm saying we're having press conferences on fights that haven't even ma been made yet. That's how listen. We're just seeing if there's enough the hype there to throw the damn fight. You know what I'm saying? Gambino uh, versus Star, I think, could be a hit. <laughs> Dude, I was crying. Like, there was so much other shit going on during the press conference that, like, I was missing while I was there because I was trying to focus on them. But there was all kinds of just things that were said and, like, you hyping it up and putting on sunglasses and a jacket for some reason. Oh, listen, if you're going to – look, if we're going to have a press conference, I'm going to dress up for it, okay? Don't yeah. – don't you know, you guys can come out you – know, you guys can half-step into the press conference, but – Look, when we have a press conference next time, everybody needs to have their questions ready, okay? We need to fire at it. And look, we, need, we might need to mute some of these people because, you know, Sheena Starr just couldn't keep it in. I think that diet Dr. Pepper was affecting her brain. She just yeah. couldn't, like, calm down for, like, a half a minute for, for, for her opponent to say something. And, and, you know, that's very unprofessional. And I, that's not going to stand in my house. The whole thing was like, first the girl says, first of all, you're 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 0 and 2. She's like, well, yeah, you're 1 and 49 or something. And then you lost 49 fights in a row. And then she goes, yeah, well, you're married, but that's not even your real last name. And then she goes, you <laughs> said, oh, common law. I mean, like there was, I was crying laughing at how ridiculous that was. And uh, my wife, okay. my wife doesn't get it. She's like, why are you laughing? You're watching you're there. I go, you don't understand. <laughs> it's way different when you're not there. And I just imagine how many people are at home smoking a fat joint to this and going, oh, my God, these dudes are insane. And insane. these women are even crazier, you know? I, I, I'm just so happy to be a part of it, bro. I, I, like, every day, I thank the Lord. I feel like we should have a press conference next time in an actual trailer. Like, we should get, like, a, like a double wide or something. And oh, then... no. Well, one, one of our guests was definitely in a trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other one, the other one was like sitting by an exposed outlet was definitely a fire hazard. And some people hit saying that like that girl Gambino robbed them of, of money. That like no, I wouldn't doubt it, bro. She's a straight gangster. She don't give a fuck. I think that listen, they ripped off the Monopoly game. I know they did. I watched the whole documentary. So you know she can she can claim what she wants, but you know the reality is, is she's a G. Yeah, that, that was that was insane. Uh, yeah, that was insane. Um, Hey, man, I got something to announce, bro. Announce. MayhemMartialArts.com t-shirts are in, baby. I got, one, I got one coming in for you guys. What size you need? Me, uh, I'm not XL. XL? I like wearing stuff big, you know. By the way, I started doing this 30-minute. Early 90s hip-hop. You got Tim Burns to go with it, too? Yeah. I started doing a 30-minute boxing training session. Hit Jim, H-I-I-T. Have you ever did this? And because uh, I have a heavy bag in my, my garage and it's like, you know, one and a half minute, just straight punches and then 30 seconds, whatever. And then it's different combos up to 10 rounds. Got a good sweat going. And I was like, man, this is, this is great. I got it on YouTube, but there's only like three of them. Yeah. Glasses. Dude, just put on some house music and punch to the beat. That's all that is. Oh, it was great. But I'm saying yeah. is that Mayhem, you should do something like that. because no, I'm working on it, bud. Don't you worry. I like, you know, I just got a bunch of equipment. That's why I said at the top of the show that our production value is about to go up because, you know, 
I, I had all this stuff in storage, but, you know, I wasn't prepared to bust it out. Now, okay, we're going to have a few things on MayhemMartialArts.com, some exclusive videos, and I'm going to put some stuff here on MMA Roasted for you, for your wife, for, for everybody to, to really feel the martial arts flowing through us during this time of need. And Tyler, you're, Tyler, you're a brown belt. You're a teacher. I yeah. know, like for me, who I want to get into jiu-jitsu, right? Is there, and I have, I have a mat in the backyard. Is there an instructional thing that you can, you can put out? Like, um, I'm going to be doing classes. I don't know. It's going to be a Zoom invite. So I don't know if we can make one like open to the public. But on Saturday mornings, like a solo jiu-jitsu drills um, class, I guess. It's just going to be like warm up, like a traditional warm up and then and then movement, How, you know, like walking step by step, like through basically shadowing a technique, like takedowns or knee slices or pat, whatever passes, but like breaking down the actual movement of my hips and my knees and my feet and everything. That'd be kind of cool because I, I felt so much better after I did that workout. I'm telling you, like it was like it changed my whole, my whole book. I know yeah. what you say, but it really does. Like you're just like, wow, I feel like. I'm physically in a better place and mentally in a better place. Um, I'll tell you who's probably killing it right now is Peloton. Because oh, I used to sure. the classes and they would have like 10,000 people. Now they have like 50,000 people in these classes. So. Yeah, I've definitely seen a lot more people uh, exercising outside. A lot more people walking, running, riding their bikes. Like it's, it's pretty busy around my house. We're going to turn into a nation of freaking triathletes and and uh, shadow boxers as we, we can't be. hang out. We can't hang out with each other. <laughs> so, uh, Nightmare. Um, yeah, so Jesse Jane is going to come on, but she has to push it a couple minutes, she said. <laughs> push it real good. So I met Jesse. J oh, I'll, I'll save it for her. Um, all right. So, <laughs> oh, my all right. goodness. All right. So also on this card, by the way, uh, Rosen Stewart against Nganu. Dude, Rosen Stewart and Nganu. And Jeremy Stevens, Calvin Cotter. Oh, let's, oh, hold on. let's talk about Rosa Ngannou. So, uh, <laughs> so I know, so Ngannou was a guy that was knocking out everybody with like jabs. I think he started training in France by himself and like from Africa, but then made to the US and people were saying how good he was with how little he knew. And he was murdering people. I mean, knocked out Cain Velasquez in 20 seconds, knocked out this one, this guy. Then he ran into Steve and Miocic. And Miocic just took him down and beat on him. Like, figured out, like, this guy's got no take on defense. Since then, he had a horrible fight against the Black. Uh, but his last couple fights, he's been knocking people out left and right. Wait, he had a horrible fight against who you dropped out? Against Black the Beast. Black, the Black Beast. Oh, yeah, yeah. They each I mean, other. It was one of those weird fights that everyone's like. It was like it like Izzy and uh, Romero, part one. Oh, worse in some ways. It's a heavyweight. Uh, so yeah, but now he's won his last couple fights, and he and he's one of these dudes that and he knocked out Curtis Blades twice. That if he hits you, you're going to sleep. Like I met him at my comedy show. Like I stood next to uh, Heath Herring and and Josh Barnett and Frank Mir, all big guys, but he got some fat on them. You know, they're a little. They're, they're big guys, but they're, you know, this dude must have 6% body fat. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's, I've never okay, seen he's a freak, dude. He's a genetic freak. Huge guy. And I know John Wood was holding the pads for him. John Wood one day walks in with like a cast and I go, what happened? He's like holding the pads for Nganu. 
Um, yeah. But, yeah, that makes sense, you know, because, like, I, I man, I, I got, like, a 55-pounder a that, like, I at first he, you know, his kicks were pretty good, but now, like, the dude lays into my forearms, you know? Like, we, we've got it. We've got his kicks tuned up that, like, bro, he'll hurt somebody at his weight class. And, and Ganu, that big beast, like, oh, my goodness. Take, taking a good one to the foot. You better have some serious Muay Thai pads, bro, because that guy must lay into people. You know, you, you see it. You see it on, on the highlights. This guy just ha- has an amazing, uh, you know, like, like power to weight ratio. Yeah. You know, I'd be interested to see like um how how he's like gonna develop uh over there. What is he at extreme couture or syndicate, then he left syndicate. and he's one of those dudes that I talk to his training partners and nobody wants to train with him. Like Yeah, it's difficult when a guy has that much power, it's just hard. It's hard you know, that, it's like, uh, like hey what they all avoid eye contact. And these guys are like ranked third and fourth in the world, they're avoiding yeah, yeah. Because they said he has one speed, too. He doesn't know how to yeah. go light. Yeah. Um, now, do you think that's an ego thing, or just he doesn't know his own body? Or what do you think? Like, a guy like Hector Lombard and Gano, those guys that are notorious for going hard and sparring, what do you – is it a pride thing? Or, or no, I, I think uh, – I think it just could be, like – It could be a mix. There a could discipline be discipline thing. It's like he doesn't really realize – how to like turn it down to training speed. Right. You know, there, there's different. And on top of that, he might be afraid. That he, is. he might be afraid to not, yeah, he might be afraid to, to go to like a lower speed because it's going to affect him in his performances. You know, maybe, maybe that's that. Uh, pretty much it's like you got to ask him. And like, I'm sure he don't mean to knock you the fuck out in practice, but oops. But you're training with a guy like that, right? Because uh, I, I train with guys like that sometimes where they go, hey, the, the instructor will say, and this is like very, I'm talking like a mom and like a, a, a regular class. It's not even a professional yeah. class. I'll say, listen, you know, guys, if someone's going too hard, tell them to turn it down a little bit um, or tell them to you know, take it down a notch. But you don't want to be the guy to tell them to take it down a notch because you feel like a pussy doing that in some ways. Yeah. Um, yeah well, look, I always sparred everybody. And I like, I would never do the avoid eye contact thing. And like, I just would go as hard as they would go, you know, and that's just the reality of the situation. And, and really, I think that there should be a day dedicated to going hard, you know, like maybe like one time a month. But like, did you ever you tell know, a guy in practice, hey man, will you turn it down a little bit? Like, yeah, dummies that like don't know what they're doing and I could fucking hurt them. But if the guy's like a professional level, you know, nah, I never told him to turn it down. Like, wow. we, we, it's a special day, you know? How are you? Uh, yeah, kind of the same boat. I would go – I usually go to the level that people are going. So, like, usually they're asking me to turn it down. Because they don't know – like, a lot of times, especially like you're saying in a mom and pop, is, like, they don't know that they're throwing hard. They think they're throwing light, but they don't know because they're so new. So they'll, like, kick the shit out of your leg. And then you give them one back, and they're like, hey, turn it down. You're like, you just Yeah, yeah. Well, like, hey, bud, you just did like, that same thing. Like, that's so how it works. Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, with the um, with boxing, like, knowing that if it went to the ground, you would murder people, but you're going with, nah. a, say, a better boxer than you who's nah, like – Nah, but I'm like a mixed martial artist, you know what I mean? Like, uh, as I progressed, I, like, realized, like, 
that there's different strategies to employ against guys who are good at different things. And if we're only doing boxing oh, and the guy's a better boxer, then guess what? I'll tie, I'll tie him up and then punch, like punch off the brake. And then yeah. tie him up and punch off the brake. Yeah. was telling me that McCorkle would say he would go with bo- – he hated going with boxers because they would go really hard on him. And he knew if it was a fight, he would beat the shit out of him. But they were just doing boxing. So yeah, but that, but that's yeah, a bad so mentality. That's turn it that into not boxing. Like you can use your wrestling in boxing. You know, like it's like instead of boxing them because they're a better boxer, you stick your head under their chin, and you tie them up, and then push them into the corner, and then on the break you throw a couple punches. So you make it like right, right. You, you make it your game, Jason. You saying that was a bad mentality? Oh, yeah. It's a bad mentality to be like, oh, I wish I could take you down right now. Because it's the same as like, all right, if we're doing situational drills in wrestling and one guy has a single leg, you know what I mean? It's stupid to go, oh, you would never get me in a single leg. What? Like, come on. No, we're doing situations. We're doing, okay, we're just boxing. That way we can improve on just boxing. MMA is all inclusive. You have to be able to do everything. So learning boxing is a key component. Learning kickboxing, key component. How to wrestle, key component. How to do jiu-jitsu, key component. So, you know, you can't be like, oh, man, you would have never got me in an umaplata if I could punch you in the face. You you won't improve. I mean, not not to put down Askren. I love Askren. You think that was like sometimes like, the Achilles heel of certain guys is that they're so good at one thing, they know they can rely on it, so they don't develop the other stuff. Uh, did you hear me talk to Chase Hooper well, about, about how he's going to improve his overall game? And I just gave him constructive criticism that his kickboxing is not up to the high level yet. Because wrestling. You listen to the, the podcast, I say the exact same thing a minute before you. Oh, the really? On, so <laughs> I wasn't even on there. Well, I, I'm glad. You know what? Because we both have that coach mentality. We're not saying to like put go like like go down on him. We're not. We're we're saying it because we we really want to see this guy improve. He's young and he's great at jujitsu, but the other areas of the game are very important. Yeah, no, it's it's true. Uh, but it's just, it's crazy though. Like I wonder um, how uh, Gordon Ryan's gonna do. If Gordon Ryan actually does MMA because he's so dominant in jujitsu. If you know what's going to happen with the striking element? It'll be interesting. I mean, like, remember when, like, I remember when Damian Maya was running through everybody quickly. I mean, Chael, this one, that one. Remember Nate Marquardt just fucking ended that train real quick. Yeah. It was just that one. That was that was insane. But I was like, wow, that was. Uh, it goes to show you, you can't just be good at one thing anymore. Yep. No, it's a different game now. At the same time, I'd rather have that one thing. I did not have it, you know? Yeah, the, the way to win these days is uh, to be a generalist that is really talented at one specific thing. you got to know everything, but, you know, the reality is that's why I have this 33 moves, okay? Because my 33 moves, they are all-encompassing, and you have to know them all in order to, to get up to the blue belt because – you have to see everything. Like, you have to at least know that some people will do a headlock. You know, you got to right. know that. Yeah, if, you don't, if you've never seen that, you could get caught in it. 
the same it's the same thing we're talking about with traditional martial arts like kung fu where you know we kind of giggle at it because we're all martial artists like mma we're all mmaists but like you could do kung fu on a dude who doesn't know nothing you could do exactly. like something crazy yeah because these techniques work because like bruce lee said okay what you got a head you got two arms you got two legs and a torso right so that's martial arts what you do with that is martial arts so you know techniques techniques are uh are 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 the, the knowing a lot of techniques knowing any weird thing that a guy will throw at you is half the battle and then the other half is knowing what you can do now this is the first i'm hearing of mayhem's 33 moves what are you talking about Bro, I talked about it last. I talked about it like two or three times. I've got 33 moves that if you know these 33 moves, and, they, and it, it's a lot. I mean, it sounds like a little bit of moves, but it's a lot of moves. But if you know these 33 moves, then you're a pretty well-rounded martial artist. So 30 moves like jujitsu moves or just like... No, I'm not giving it to you for free. It's MMA. MMA, okay, so it's, it's not... Mayhem martial arts. Okay, so I'm, I'm saying not jujitsu. It's, it's not like know these moves to get you a blue belt in jiu-jitsu. It's, it's MMA. It's to be an overall mixed martial artist? Yes. Yes. Because, you know, I look, jiu-jitsu, I'm a black belt, two stripes. But the reality is that I've been a mixed martial artist for damn near, I guess, longer than I was a jiu-jitsu guy. Because I started out on this martial arts journey. I started out, like, wanting to be able to fight. I would go to karate schools and try to fight their teacher, you know, at, at 16. So I've always been on the MMA path. And I, because of my career path, you know, I, I, got to, I got to train with the best camps in the world, the best martial artists in the world. I got to share techniques with guys from, you know, all across the world. And finally, I'm, I'm going to try to, like, put it together, package it for the whole world to see what I've learned. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll be the first one to buy it. Now, who was, um, hey, look, I know. Look, we definitely got to do a video of, of one of the techniques. I'm down. Oh, that for was, sure. Who was a person? Awesome, Tyler. Now, there's always like, as a wrestling coach, Tyler, you know this, there's always a kid that you're just like, oh, if that kid would have stuck with it, he would have been a state champion. There's usually like four kids a season that like, you're just like, oh, you know, for us, yeah. it was that one kid that got academically like amazing um who's a guy mayhem that you train with and not to insult the person but you couldn't believe they didn't go further in their mma career like a, a crazy horse or something or someone like a melvin crazy Cole. horse definitely like i love that guy but like yeah he's definitely uh made his own way you know like the guy that you're and, like this guy just would have got serious or it just it didn't work for some reason, like a, maybe Eric Bradley or someone, or like oh, a yeah, yeah. Eric Bradley got in a lot of legal trouble, you know, uh, doing gangster stuff. But I don't know. Uh, there's been millions of those dudes, right? That like, okay, if you stick with it and do it, <clears throat> then you'll be great at this. Yeah. But like, you know, every man has his own path. Every woman has their own path. You know, they, they got to walk their own walk. I mean, look, I knew a dude that, like, 
he was fantastic. We would have some war uh, sparring sessions, this Russian dude. And, you know, he went and uh, started selling real estate. So, right. you know, he coulda, woulda, shoulda. And there, there's a million stories out there of people who didn't stick with like, Was there a guy, like, because I'm sure, Tyler, we've seen a guy that were like, met, like Derek. Derek is, like, on his way to becoming a, a, a national champion wrestler. But yeah. in sixth grade, he was not the kid that I would have picked to become a national champion wrestler. You know, yeah, I think he won, you know, he didn't play some tournament, yada, yada. Is there a, yeah. is there a guy that you were like, man, this kid's, eh. and next, you know, you're like, what, knocking out? That's the question. That's the good question. Because the reality is, is that, like, the, the dudes that are super talented, the reality is often they'll just fuck off, okay? And they won't put in the effort and they won't become a champion. But... Every once in a while, there's a dude who's not that talented, but he just works his ass off, and he just puts time in the gym. I, I Look, I owe a lot of my success to my hard head, but I yeah. also owe a lot of my success to just be grinding in so the gym there, all the time. Who's a guy like that in your gym? Who's, is there a specific guy that you could say that you were like, when you first saw him, you were just like, eh, uh, kid's going to be okay. Maybe he'll make you know, the, the WSOF one day or something like an LFA or something, which is not... But Brendan Shaw. Really? Yeah, bro. He just kept sticking at it and he kept working real hard. And, and like, he, he had a successful career. He, like, did pretty damn good. Like, I just, you know, I figured he's just a big, he's just a big lump, you know? Like, you know, I was like, oh, okay, football guy. But, you know, he put in the hours. Brendan Shaw became a great martial artist. Just, it's just a fact. And, uh, you know, it's because the effort that he expended in the gym, you know, and, and, and you know, a certain amount of talent, but, you know, he put those hours in. Like That's how you get great. Like Ellenberger, Ellenberger had a great career, too. You know, he, he like, worked his ass off. Like, there, there's a, a big group. The guys that worked their ass off, you know, became something. We know them now, yeah. you know. And the guys that didn't work, well – I'm sure they're on Facebook. Right. But when you were at, um, when you were at uh, Dan Hendo's gym, right, back in the day, it was like Team Quest, right? It was like you, like Chael Sonnen was there, right? Was he there? It was uh, – Sometimes, yeah, yeah. He would uh, come down. Who else was at Team Quest? Was it Mac Danzig was there? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he did come. Yeah, he was there. Who uh, else? Sure mother, uh, obviously, uh, like you said, it was um, – the guy you just mentioned, um, Sokaju so was there. Uh, I mean, Sokaju was a guy that, like, in the beginning, remember, he, who did he knock out someone, like, quickly? Was it? Uh, Nogueira. Yeah, Nogueira. he fucking, he just obliterated Nogueira with the left hook, I think. Oh, man, that was a good one. I mean, they, they were touting him as, like, the greatest of all time for a second, and people couldn't believe how explosive he was. And then he kind of got figured out, sort of. Like, the, I guess enough tape got out on him that he wasn't, he kind of gassed, you know? Yeah, yeah, deep water kind of guy. Well, you know, a, a guy like that, and, and again, you know, I think that we talked with Chael Sonnen about it because I, I pointed out to Chael that after six minutes, he would get kind of gassed, you know? And I think Sogaju had a similar thing because he came from the world of judo. And judo, man, after he, after he hit, like, past the point that a judo match would be over, he would yeah. have trouble. He would have trouble because he was used to going, like, hard for, what, 10 minutes or something like that? Like, and then he would hit a wall, you know? And I, I don't know. 
I don't know if he ever overcame that. I think he, I, I don't know, I think he left Team Quest after a while, and I, I don't think that helped his career, you know, because the uh, Team Quest, like, we would work our ass off over there. And we had, like, really good conditioning circuits that were set up. And, and because of uh, because of Dan Henderson's experience with, like, Olympic Training Center uh, and, and the people surrounding uh, him were, like, all from the wrestling world, uh, we really, like, had conditioning down to a science over there. And I know it helped my career for sure because, you know, there are fights that – I thought we're gonna. I would finish the guy quick. That went on for a few rounds, and I and I had that extra amount in my gas tank because I, you know, been through so many conditioning circuits. Uh, you know, the the hard work is a is an overlooked component. I mean, the only time that we we see it is on those like what I don't even watch those shows uh, usually embedded because I I don't like to like get too emotionally attached to one fighter over the other, so I can look at things objectively. And that way, you know, tell our fans on MMA Roasted what I, what I really think disconnected from my emotion. Yeah, also those embedded things. I remember those HBO countdown specials. Like, I'd be like, oh, this guy's going to win. And then I'd watch that. And then it always gave the other guy a good shot of winning. The way they well, edit. The editing. Editing like, bug. Like, you know what I mean? And I'd be like, oh, that guy's going to win. And then, you know, my first pick was usually always right before watching that embedded thing. Um, yeah. I've been, so many times. Have I been emotionally invested in, in the other fighter on accident and not looked at things, not looked at things oh. vividly? I like, mean, I, 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 I like, I mean, if, like if we have, they come on the podcast and I think they're going to lose, I still won't bet against them because yeah. then if they win and I get them back on the show, I'll feel like a fraud saying, oh, I'm so happy you won when I really bet against them. I don't want to have no, that. No, bro. Hey, hey, man, look, you get, look. I'll be the bad guy, okay? You don't got to pick nobody. I'll be the bad guy, and if I'm fucking wrong, I'm fucking wrong, okay? And I'll, and I'll tell the fighter to their face, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Prove me wrong. That's what I want. I want, I want look, I want Gaethje to fucking prove me wrong. Show me that Tony Ferguson cannot beat you. I want to see that, and please come on the podcast afterwards and laugh in my face. I don't think Gaethje likes me for some reason. Look, nobody likes you, Adam. Like, <laughs> haven't, haven't you figured that out yet? A lot of it's just me and Tyler. Me and Tyler. And okay, the rest the of the crazy, MMA world. The insane MMA roasted podcast crew. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, we're, you know what? Look, we're the hottest podcast on the market right now, bro. We just can't stop winning. I don't know how, but we just, I think it's Adam Hunter. Yes. I think everybody loves you, actually, dude. And you just think that Gagey don't like you. I think he likes you. He's just scared that you're going to roast him. Because you always know. come up with the hot jokes. What's wrong with you? It's funny because his, like, his dad came to my show and like his roommates and all his friends right before the, the Michael Johnson fight. Everyone came but him. Uh, that, was a, that was a war, too. That, you know, Gagey's funny because you know, he was that looking was so good in WSOF. Those Palomino fights were amazing. Then he already yeah. beat Michael Johnson. I think he beat somebody else. And then he ran into Poirier and yeah. just like Woo. wrecked him. And well, then it's because, because the, it's just one of those things where a guy who's like a brawler, you know what I mean? Like, let's just, I don't want to, I don't want to reduce Gagey to a brawler. Kind of, kind of that's his style. He likes a fight, turns into a brawler. And a guy who has more polished kickboxing, can kind of pick that apart. So, 
you know. Yeah. Eddie, and Eddie Alvarez beat him too. But then since the, the Poirier loss, he's just been on a tear. Yeah. Uh, of just, I mean, like, you know, knocking out Vic. Hey, Vic. You know, like a bunch of, I mean, just going through people, knocking out Donald Cerrone. Oh, um, man. But yeah. Khabib's a different animal. Not Khabib, I mean, but Ferguson's a different animal, you know. Let me get your fight pass uh, password, bro, because, like, you know, I got to watch those. I, I think maybe I'm undereducated. I missed, I missed a few of those. Yeah, he was just uh, throwing everything up on ESPN right now. So are you going to give me the password or what? And YouTube. Yeah, no problem, Jason. Come on. Dude, you have <laughs> so much content on YouTube. It's that's insane. That's fucking illegal. That's fucking illegal. Is it to give you my password and then have you watch it and then take it back? I don't think that's illegal. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I don't think that's wrong. Is it wrong? I mean, people share Netflix passwords, right? Yeah. And chill. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Let me see Justin Gaethje. Because the guy, but the thing is, he's never in a boring fight. Never once. And he's... A four-time, I think, All-American wrestler, he's just like, fuck it. I don't want to be in boring fights. He's 21. Nice. And two. He beat Donald Cerrone. He knocked out Edson Barbosa. Knocked yep. out David all in the first round. For oh, that, Poirier and Eddie Alvarez. He, he lost to both those guys. For that, he beat, mm -hmm. he beat Michael Johnson, and then that was his first fight in the, in the, in the UFC. Um, so, yeah. He, yeah, that, for that first round was a danger zone for Tony. You know, like, that. that's... Ooh, man. I mean, style-wise, I don't know. I think, I think this is a more dangerous fight than Khabib for Tony. I, I'll just be honest with you. Like, I, I, it's true. I've been thinking about it. And style-wise, this is a more dangerous fight. I feel think? like because – what, what? <laughs> you think – you think <laughs> – bless you, COVID. COVID. Hey, but uh, oh, here, here think I, about it. Think I, about it. Think about it. Yeah. How does how does Khabib always win? Wrestling. He grounds the shit out of everybody, right? And just you, he overwhelms you with this wrestling skill, right? And he makes you just waste energy trying to get up. Okay. All he's preventing anybody doing is is getting up. That's exactly. That's so now Tony Ferguson, and then opens up like punches every once in a while. Yeah, and Tony Ferguson ain't really worried about the ground game. Okay, he's been doing that tenth planet forever. And yeah, may, maybe he'd lose a decision. Okay? Yeah. But see, I yeah, exactly. I don't see he's Tony just, trying to get up. Yeah, here's why I just going to accept the ground fight. But Gagey on that way. Right, let me finish. The Gagey on the other hand is going to come out guns blazing. All right, and Tony Ferguson. He's, he's had some fights where he's been dinked, bro. He's been through wars before, and he's very durable. But how durable can he stay? You know, for what, five rounds, right? How durable can he stay the whole time? And, and can he catch him? Can he catch him? Uh, you know, I, I gave a slight edge to Tony Ferguson. But Gagey is way more dangerous, in my opinion, than Khabib. For, here's, for, why, here's why I disagree. For uh, Tony, yeah. Gagey makes a lot of mistakes. And Khabib makes none. I mean, almost none. I mean, he got rocked maybe by Michael Johnson. Maybe he did. Almost guillotine by Boyer. Almost guillotine. Well, yeah, but almost no mistakes in his fights. Whereas this dude makes tons of mistakes, and so does Ferguson. Um, so I would just think that the guy that leaves himself with more openings would be the less dangerous fighter. No? Well, I, I feel like it's just going to be more of a lottery because – 
the mistakes will be made. And, and I, I feel like uh, the sort of, uh, it's, it's like a lottery of who's going to make a mistake first, right? It's like a negative lottery. Like who's going who's gonna to fuck up biggest? And Gagey's power is the X factor. You know, that's why, that's why it's an interesting fight because like who's going to fuck up first? Yeah, that's that's true. And like you know, if look, if Ferguson comes out and fights the same way he fought against uh, um, Lando Venata, you know, remember that Lando Venata fight? Yeah. Oh, where he got dinked, where he like was kind of tired and stood up and got hit. He got hit so many times and was yes, a lot. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna lose this fight. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Now, the like, I, I would. I would think that Ferguson figures out a way to kind of like, you know, ground him out a little bit, you know, like to like use his, uh, I'm pretty sure that his reach is longer. So use his reach, use a high guard, you know, and like don't take damage early on. Then Gagey's uh, arms a little wary, right? Get it to the ground somehow and finish the game. Now, again, you know, like I'm, I'm definitely, a little bit of jujitsu centric, right? But I think that Gagey's ground game isn't up to the level. Maybe you're right. I mean, he's well, he's got a good wrestling. They both have good wrestling credentials. Gagey's probably better. Yeah, like, wrestling fantastic. But re- like wrestlers, look, we we know that wrestlers make wrestler mistakes. Yeah. And like, if you keep your head down, right, and you give you give Tony, uh, uh, you know, this head down po- posture and don't. Don't posture up and give your back. Tony's gonna gonna make him pay for that. Tony's wrestling too. Well, we're looking. I right know. Now. We're exactly. the guy we got on the show right now, Sadiq Youssef, the number thirteen ranked fighter. Oh, Sadiq. Hey, how you doing? How are you doing, man? Fantastic. Can't complain. What's What's your life been during the quarantine? <laughs> I think it's this is like one of the few times where everybody's kind of on the same boat, you know, just been staying inside. The only workouts I've been doing are all like stuff by myself, mostly just running, and that's about it. So you're going outside? You're not you're not worried? Uh well I'm usually by myself. Like I just go on long runs by myself. It's not like I'm not giving out hugs while I'm doing my, <laughs> doing my of course. Of course. So, <laughs> so are you still in uh Texas right now? No, no, I'm in Maryland. Vic, Vic is over in Texas. Right, right. Okay, so you're in Maryland. Now, your last fight was awesome. Uh, close fight. Close yes, sir. fight. Exciting against Touchy Feely. Did that fight go how you wanted it, or what could you have done differently? Uh, I, I feel like it, 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 the, I mean, we got the win, so I can't complain. But the third round could have been a whole lot better. You know, I felt like I was looking for, towards the end, I started looking for the big shots so much. But uh, it's... I, I can't complain, you know. As long as I was able to get a good win over a good guy, there's not really much I complain about. I just go back and watch, like, the things that I did technically wrong. So, uh, But as far as, like, the performance, is not is nothing I can really hang my head on. Was he tougher than you thought he'd be? No, 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 no. I got, um, I got a lot of respect for Philly, you know. Um, he's one of these guys that I've known, I was watching before I even got into the UFC, back when I was just watching as a fan. So I kind of expected it to be a tough fight. I feel like everybody around the around like the number that I'm on or like where like Philly was on and upwards is just gonna be a tough fight. You know, you could I have power, so I could of course put somebody out of there, but I'm not expecting it to happen every time. Well, it was an awesome fight, and uh, I mean, you came on. So, Mayhem, a little backstory on him: he was on Dana White's Contender Series. 
they were hyping up the other guy. This next guy yeah. is the greatest guy in the history of fighting. This guy, <laughs> he goes out and fucking blitzes him. Like, put on, like, everybody was shocked. Oh, I saw it. I saw it. And look, well, tell me about the damn, tell me about that second round. What, what you just took the second round off, kind of? Just like, Which, touched them? What was oh, that you, about? The, the, no, you, you're thinking about the, the last one. And oh. Yeah, yeah. So I, I won the first two. So the thing oh, with yeah. um in the in the last round, my my going into it, I was like, all right, let me try to get this bonus and try to get like a big shot, you know. <laughs> and then like er, like one minute in, like a minute thirty in, and I see like the big shot wasn't coming. And then I was like, you know what, you already got two rounds in. Let's just <laughs> let's just still the win. But the thing is, I didn't know how obvious that looked on TV, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. I was like, what the hell, bro? You're yeah, just taking yeah. this while, round while, off, huh? While, while I was in there, I thought it looked a little bit better than it did. I didn't. I The thing that made it worse was that the commentators picked up on it, too. So now they're talking yeah. about it. So oh, I, no, I, I watch it on mute, bro. I watch it on mute. I don't want to <laughs> get infected by the commentators. But I saw it. I knew it. I was like, all yeah, right. Yeah. Who, hey, who? Who taught you to kickbox like that? Let's just give him a shout out right now. <laughs> well, I've, I've had a lot of good coaches, man. My coach, Jamal Hargrove, he's like my main striking coach. And then I have a whole lot of other boxing coaches that come and help me. Well, who was in the corner for that fight we're talking about? Jamal Hargrove. No, okay. Yeah, well, bro, he did a fantastic job. You look like you got power, both hands. Your kickboxing looks real sweet. What are you doing to uh, get better at wrestling? Because eventually you're gonna run into like you know somebody who's trying to wrestle fuck you. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of um good like wrestling coaches and a lot of mostly my grappling. And a lot of it is jujitsu because my right. head coach Lloyd Irvin is like a world class jujitsu guy and yeah, anybody in jujitsu world knows him. But Josh Asper has been helping me with my wrestling and a lot of my teammates. Even though um I don't grapple a lot of my fights, I spend more of my practice time grappling than mostly than anything else. You know, people see me as a striker first, but I grapple way more than I do striking. It's just a yeah. lot of my grappling comes in jujitsu form. Yeah, I, man, I can see the potential for you to really like, like have like a blast double in your arsenal. You know, because oh, yeah. when when I see you jump up, I'm like, oh, okay, you got that kind yeah. of hops. All right. So, so I feel like a, a a nice blast double to put in your tool belt would be something that nobody would expect, man. And and these uh these hooks, oh, I'm just glad I I can't make that weight, bro. Yeah, I'm like I'm putting my I'm putting my chin down right when I see you swinging, bro. Like it's really it's a thing of beauty to see you do that and string some combinations together. You know that low kick, oh, oh my god. Like, yeah, that one is nice, man. Oh, that's, so that's my thing, man. It's I got a lot of that stuff from um old school. The first person I ever seen like really put the calf kick into their game was Ben Henderson, and, oh, then, and then James James Krause did it a lot too. A lot of people don't give James Krause a lot of credit for that calf kick, but James Krause he was hitting the calf kick like early, early on. It was just only him and Benson, and then um. I, I I was playing with it before that, and then one time I saw um Lorenz Larkin finish somebody, not finish somebody, but he kind of um when he fought Neil Magny, and that's when I, it really opened my eyes. I was like, oh man, like because when James Cross and Ben Henderson do it, like every once in a while they'll find a little bit of success with it, but um Lorenz kind of put his whole game plan around the calf kick, and that's when well, I started realizing how effective that that technique is. 
Well, to tell the audience, like, you know, just give us a little bit of a peek behind the curtain. Like, how do you set that angle up? Is it a, is it a jab hook or? Okay? Yeah. So it, it dep- I'm, I'm about to give you, give you my Come secrets. Come on, give us a okay. secret, baby. <laughs> nobody, nobody watches us yet. So they'll watch you for six months. They'll watch you for six months. A lot of times, depending on the, the the other persons, you might not have to set it up. Like people that are like real boxing heavy, like yeah, the yeah. people that, st- that stand like real heavy on their lead leg. And mm-hmm. you know, um, in, in kickboxing and Muay Thai, people don't really turn their front foot inside. A lot of them keep it straight or they turn it out because they get ready to check their, to check the kick. But people that are boxing heavy, they slightly turn it inside no matter what. With those kind of people, you don't really have to set it up because by the time you throw the kick, by the time they turn in, you're going to hit them because you're not really aiming for the thigh. If you're aiming for the thigh, it's, it's, they have enough time to turn their leg back in to check you. But if you're aiming for the calf, by the time they start turning this way, you're going to hit it anyways. But the people that are in a regular like MMA stance that don't have their legs turned turn in this way, then I usually try to circle to their strong side which people say is wrong because it looks um, dangerous because you're circling to the backhand. But if you're far en- enough away from them, you know they're, they're not going to hit you with that right hand. So I circle to their strong side. And then when they circle to meet up with you, you stop before they stop. So as soon oh as my you God, bro. Turn this way, that's when you fire off the kick again. And once Man, you hit thank it, you for sharing that. Yeah. Once you hit it twice, by the, by the second time, and the damage is already there, then you don't have to set it up anymore because no matter what, even if they check it, it's already hurt. It's going to be I know. Hurt. Yeah, you've definitely showcased that, man. Like, uh, what about head kicks? Are, are you coming with them in these next yeah. fights coming up? Because it looks oh, like you're developing that. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I think I, I got I, – I almost hit Philly with one, but I, it, 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 I think it missed a yeah. little bit. But I, I definitely hit Gabriel with a head kick. And yeah. a lot of that stuff, too, is just setting it up with um starting off from the bottom up. And same thing with snap kicks. I really like coming down the middle, but the head kick yeah. is something I would look for after I've hurt, hurt their legs already. Yeah, and I know that you learned that that snap kick from Steven Seagal, so you don't even have to go into that. <laughs> hey, yeah, uh, he, all right. He pulled me in. He, he talked to me right before the fight. He showed me the, the snap kick, so I started throwing it after that. Listen, he saved my life one time, but that's a whole other story. Yeah, Sadiq, <laughs> um, how's your family? I know your family, you have a lot of family in Africa. How are they doing with the whole virus? Man, it's it's crazy over there. You know, like they're on um in Nigeria, they're on like complete lockdown quarantine right now. And because of um like there's so much misinformation out there, like my big brother just called me uh day before yesterday asking me about five G towers and telling me they're putting five G towers in his neighborhood. It was like, uh, should I be worried and blah 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 like man, it's it's, it's like there's no science behind it. I don't know what to tell you, man. There's like there's nothing that's like putting those two things together right now. Just we just listen to what the C D C saying about staying staying safe and not going to big crowds. But Lagos is so big and so populated. It's, it's, I'm really surprised that they're able to enforce this law. But it sounds like they're actually doing a good thing right now. No, but it's cool, though, because your, your brother sent me an email. And I sent him two grand uh, to, you know, uh, uh, put up the that's, 5G towers. That's good. That's he's going to send you back 100000 He's He's probably going to send you back over 100 you know. So try okay. to get a couple of your friends, like maybe your, your loved ones and stuff. If all of you could gather up enough money, send them a hundred grand, we could get you guys a million. I promise you. <laughs> okay. And, and it's, it's great to be talking to royalty here, the Nigerian prince. Uh, man, thanks a lot, bud. I appreciate you helping me. <laughs> part of uh, some scam with the guy from uh, 
the guy. Oh God! Quit explaining our joke, Adam. All right, so the <laughs> seven, baby. No, no, the guy from Power who said he got beat up, the gay guy. Those were his own. Oh. Oh man, when, when that thing happened, when he said when he said he got helped by two Nigerians, man, yo, I had a riot. <laughs> and then the, what made it worse is he tried to pull a okie doke and turn it around on the Nigerian dudes to try to get them in trouble. I was like, nah, it's too late, it's too late now, man. <laughs> now, Sadiq, every time you win, you're allowed to bring another family member to live here? Is that how it goes? Uh -huh. like nah, I, I wish it worked like that, man. I really oh. do. You know? But no, the, the wins, a, a lot of it is just having more resources to help them out. Like, we was, we was actually on the way to try to, you know, we just got our citizenship right before the last fight. Congratulations. So, Congrats, man. Yeah, yeah, welcome to America, bro. Hell yeah. Thank you. Thank you, man. So um, we was actually on our way trying to work, work some stuff out before this virus stuff hit. So everybody's kind of on a standstill right now. So we're just trying to figure out what's happening with the UFC, what's happening with the um, borders. There's a whole lot of craziness going on right now. Everybody's just sit, standing still watching. I know um, Dana White just announced that they're having a, a Tekken tournament at some island right now. Tekken tournament is the best name for it, bro. <laughs> Thanks for that. Now, what is it, Sadiq, about Nigerians right now in the UFC? You, Usman, uh, Nganu, is he from Nigeria? Nganu? No, Nganu is from Cameroon. Cameroon. I think, I think, I think that's what I was about to say. Like, it's kind of like a whole African wave coming, you know? And yeah. it's, it's one of those things that once you kind of see somebody that comes from where you come from achieve something big, it makes it easier to fathom you being able to do it. So that's what yeah. I think is that's what I, the the talent is already there, you know, and the athleticism is there. So now all you just need is an example. And once one person was able to get it done, there's just more motivation for everybody else. So I feel like Kamaru kind of started a good way for the rest of us to um, walk uh, over. Where, where's Stylebender from? Nigeria. He's from, he's from Nigeria too. Wow. Me, um, Stylebender is. I think we're from the same tribe. I think he's Yoruba too. I'm not sure what um Kamaru is. I, um, I know I because I hear him speak broken English a lot, but I don't know what tribe he is. Hmm. Yeah, he, uh, Mola Wall, man, he, he's got Nigerian yes. ancestry. So, like, yep. I feel like, look, and I and I've studied martial arts in every form, and I, I did, I saw like Nigerian wrestling, and yes. like they had, and then I'm talking about, bro, this is just a, a bunch of amazing athletes, strange techniques too, like a yeah. different set, you know. And, and I, yeah. I really like to see that all over. And I think it, it's just beautiful that, like, you know, the home of humanity, you know, the cradle of civilization, Africa, and, and to see you guys now, like, uh, developing uh, with, with all the different martial arts techniques and, and, and just to see this, like you said, African wave come through, man, it's yeah. pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome, you know. I, I feel like... It's it's fucking badass. Like it's fun to see. Like like huge guys wearing like cloths. Is that what I'm? What I, I think I. Yeah, it's called it's called yeah. it's called Giddy Bro. And oh yeah, um, what is it? Wait, wait, Giddy what? Giddy Bro. Yeah. So I can't so say it like that. Yeah, Giddy Bro. Giddy Bro. Giddy Bro. Okay, I got you. I'll not Americanize it for you, but okay, um, it's, it's funny because um in Nigeria. The, the Igbo tribe people are kind of known for being like strong and they do that martial arts a lot, you know, but like in the UFC is 
our tribe or the name was in there, so that's kind of like a running joke in the country. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, you know so. what, man? I'm gonna, I'm after this corona thing is over, I'm headed over to wait. What's the tribe's name? Ebo. Ebo, and I'm gonna yes. teach those motherfuckers jujitsu and exactly. Muay Thai and, and Greco Roman <laughs> wrestling, and we're coming for you, the Ebo tribe. <laughs> Ebo tribe. Yes, sir. You know what's funny though? I talked to the guy at Fight Pass, and I think he wants to put that on Fight Pass. Because <laughs> those guys are jacked, right? Those wrestlers. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking solid. And they're like, he's like, check this out and showed it to me. And he's like, I'm, I'm talking to them about putting that on Fight Pass. I'm not kidding. Uh, uh, hey, I if, believe if, you could, if you could get those guys paid, man, that would be a yeah. good look for them. Yeah. No, let's do it. Let's do it. I would watch that all day, dude. Wait, wait. No, no. Let's get away from that. And let's ask this guy, how much you walking at, bud? Me? 146. Yeah. What and what and what do you gotta make? One forty-five. Oh, you're full of shit. You're <laughs> full of shit. This dude is drinking Dr. Peppers. This guy is probably eating M&Ms. Get out of here. One forty-six. So yeah, maybe your head weighs one forty-six right hey, now. Look, I I only I only cut about one pound. It's just a real heavy weight. One pound, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Zoomer. <laughs> so this so oh, uh canceled today, by the way. So, uh, <laughs> um, hey, hey, wait, let me tell this, man. Look, we are about to have the exact opposite of you on the podcast, but you canceled. <laughs> it was a like blonde bubble tit white girl that does oh. pornography, and we oh, were gonna yeah. have you on to see that if you just like burst through the screen at this woman. I have a <laughs> feeling you probably like white girls. Hey, and don't worry, we'll get you as many as you need later. But uh, <laughs> otherwise, like today, you've just been a fantastic guest, man. man we really appreciate you. No, he, you have a girlfriend, right, Sadiq? How many yes. girlfriends does he yes. have? He's allowed yes. to have like eight, isn't he? Uh -huh. my, the funny thing is, my I'm actually from Not a polygamous anymore, man. family. So, wait, so wait, wait. you're under. You're from a where? I'm sorry, a, a polygamous family. Like my dad had four wives. Yeah, well, so, I mean, it's just it's a mayhem family. Same, same thing. <laughs> you have 20 siblings right yeah yeah well no there's 16 of us kids yeah there's 16 of us kids <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> and are, are you like the middle son or no what? no i'm actually i'm the i'm the second to the last that was one of um one of the things i was hard to get used to when i came to america because then i became the big brother it was like it was me oh. and my little brother that came over here so it was like, it was very strange because now you lose the protection. Back then, you, you don't get messed with because you got 16, I mean, you got 14 older brothers and sisters that are going to run up yeah. on people if, if anything ever happens to you, you know? You ever have, yeah. You ever have family fights like you're 16 against other someone else 16? Oh, no, 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 yeah. no. We had, we had um, family family soccer games. We definitely had that. Where, <laughs> where, so we made up on the use of family versus the other kids in the neighborhood. Nice. He told us he has four moms, but they all don't sleep in the same bed with the dad. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's, come on. It's, it's one of those things that um, as you get older and you start asking questions, you're like, man, do I want to know the answer to this shit, man? It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. One of the answers I got was that they, they alternated, but I was like, that's as much as I need to know. Man. Yeah, that's enough. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> you start calling your mom Monday and your other mom Tuesday. And, and, uh, I, hey, I don't want to think about anything else with that. Stop, <laughs> bro. Enough, Adam. 
Enough. Weird, it's weird when you grow up and start like seeing your parents as adults too. As just yeah, wondering, wondering like, if they did oh, anal. <laughs> yeah, nah, yeah. My bad. Sorry. I just can't stop. I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, you, say, yeah. stop, you say your parents do anal. That's that's fucking. That's the story of this podcast. Listen, I'm right. I'm sorry. So Deke, so who yes. do you fight next? Man, honestly, right now I don't care as long as there's anybody that's ranked with me. You know, I see a couple of guys all got their fights lined up. Because the way I saw it, through my whole career, I've never really picked my opponents. My coaches just used to call me and tell me, hey, this guy's up next. So I kind of just stayed that same way. Until I kind of see a title picture coming on, I don't really care either way. And the thing with the 45 top 15 is almost all the fights are the same fight. The only fight that I see that's different is Ryan Hall because he's a jiu-jitsu guy. But everybody else is all like striker, MMA guy. Man. So it doesn't really matter to me. Well, we just had Chase Hooper on. He talked a lot of shit about you, by the way. He was saying all man, the- man, he's always talking shit about me, dog. Like, ever since we fucking met, he's, nah, I'm, I'm messing around, man. Chase Hooper, <laughs> actually, he, was, he, was at, he was actually on the same um, contender the same week I was on. So oh, wow. I, got to, I got to see him fight. He fought right before me. So, now nah, Chase Hooper, he's a, he's a cool kid. He's a funny guy, man. Totally. Now, how long have you had this girlfriend for? Ah. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a minute, man. It's been a minute. Well, are you trying, you trying to set me up on a marriage or something? No, 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 no. I was wondering, like, are you with her during the quarantine at least? No, no, no. Um, she's actually one of the people that's working. I, you know, I stay um, at the firehouse most of the time. It's just me and a couple of my other teammates that stay here. And then, like, every once in a while, I'll go visit, like, my brother and my mom. So, like, anybody that's coming over here is just coming to visit. People don't really stay here. So she's working as what? She's a nurse? She's, yeah, she's a um, physical therapist. Oh, well, tell her thank you for doing so, that. Yeah, yeah. So there a lot, a lot of them. L- luckily, she's still working, man. You know, like the people that are still working. I know everybody's like, "Oh, thank you, man. We appreciate you doing your kind work." It's like, man, you're making fucking, you're making money. That's <laughs> what I mean. It's like, it, it, trust me, it'll be a whole lot worse being the people that aren't making money right now. Yes. Now, those people, I bet you, those people are feeling some real pain. So, would you, if uh, yep. they called you and said, we "Want you to fight on uh, Dana White's Fight Island?" Would you do it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, nah, that's bad. When I said they're having a Tekken tournament, I didn't say that as a bad thing. I was like, yeah. I want to be part of a Tekken yeah. tournament. Like, all, right, yeah. all right. What if they, what if somebody asked you, we're going to fight on Mayhem's riverboat? Would you, would you fight on my riverboat? <laughs> now, that's, that's, that's a big downgrade from the Tekken. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, no, 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 you're right. No, no, you're right. Oh, no. I just, listen, I, it's, I don't have an island in the budget, okay? I'm just... I'm just I'm doing the best with what I got to work with, Sadiq. God, yeah. I'll you know, I just, you what, I'll, let me I'll borrow $1,000. I'll give it a strong <laughs> consideration on the island, boat. All right, all right. You have a cool accent, you know, because it's, it's still African, but it's, it's, just a, it's a really cool accent, by the way. You guys- yeah, thank you, man. A, a lot of times my teammates would tell me, like, I don't hear it, but they'll tell me, like, when I start talking real fast, it, com- it turns completely African. You sound a little bit Jamaican, though. You get, you get Jamaican? <laughs> yeah, you know, Jamaica, Jamaica, Africa, other side of the world, you know, kind of same. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not the first. same place, but all right. <laughs> you bro. know, one is on this side of the planet, one's on this side of the planet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, so, final question. <laughs> wins, Ferguson or Gaethje? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. It's going to be sad, man, but I'm going to go Gaethje. The, only, the reason why I think it's going to be sad is because I feel like Tony did a whole lot to get a, a real title shot, you know, and I feel like he might just lose this opportunity to Gaethje, which if, if they were fighting, it would be cool for them to be fighting for a real belt. Gaethje has a lot of power, man. 
Like, and people will sleep on Gaethje's, like, striking technique. I know it looked like he's, like, real wild out there. But Gaethje turns his punches over nice, man. Yeah. Like, he, 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 if he touch you, he could put anybody to sleep. So, and I don't – he's not going to wrestle. I, I don't see him wrestling. I don't see either one of them wrestling, honestly. And, and Tony will – Tony's crazy. Tony's going to stay there and let you punch him. And I feel like if he stays there and let Gaethje punches him, Gaethje might is going to put him to sleep. You know, I've seen Tony get dropped um, by people that don't turn their punches over like Gaethje do and people that don't hit as hard as Gaethje. So that I'll probably have to lean towards Justin Gaethje. I love it. Well, listen, Sadiq, thank you for coming on. Where can people follow you? Man. Twitter. Everything. Everything. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Super Sadiq. Even Mike. Now nah, I don't got no MySpace. But um, everything is all Super Sadiq. Just look are you up. On, are you on TikTok? You said what? Are you on TikTok? Uh, I I made it. But I, I never used it, you know, because I think the UFC told us to make it like a long time ago. So I, yeah. I just I, I never posted anything on there. But um, I'm on TikTok too. If you, I guess one one of these days I'll come up with a dance and, and po post it on TikTok. <laughs> Thanks for that, bud. And don't forget us when you're the champion. 100%, man. I got you guys. It's always fun. Every time I come on the show, I always have a good laugh. So I, I hell yeah. Thank All right, well, that is our podcast. Thank you, guys, and have a... Thank you, Sadiq. Hey, thank you, Adam. 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 Thank you, Adam.